This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the grains, soy oil went to new highs first, then followed by soy meal and soybeans. Thursday's solid close above $12 brought in follow-through buying and short covering. The solid weekly close here looks pretty impressive. We have to ration our soybean supply down to pipeline stocks, and that should be one heck of a fight over the last remaining bushels. I think that one more log on the bull's fire is that Brazil will not be able to fill their January-February soybean export commitments, forcing them to come here for supply to fill them. The corn market made new highs on a continuation basis. U.S. corn is cheap compared to any other. China will buy more corn yet, and that carryover will tighten further. I think that Brazil's safrina corn crop is going to encounter weather adversity. I think that there's going to be a battle royale over acres here next spring between many crops all wanting to keep what they have and add more. I do not know how high these markets are going, but do not see anything fundamentally accomplished yet by current prices. I have no interest in either old or new crop sales. If reports are true that farmers do not own much grain and soy, then higher prices are more likely as well. USDA reported that 922,000 metric tons of soybeans were sold for export last week. 1.92 million metric tons of corn was sold. Both were above trade expectations. As noted, the price of corn in Brazil is over $6 a bushel, and they have none for immediate delivery until new crop. Two-thirds of their corn production is safrina, which doesn't get planted until after the soybeans get harvested early next year. The price of corn is over $10 a bushel in China, and the likely pressure on the market there will come from imports. Realistically, the price of corn here in the United States and the price in China should be drawn closer together. They buy and import our cheap corn until their market weakens there. The early season drought in central Brazil, Mato Grosso, was actually unusual for La Nina year. Brazil's soybean production in a La Nina year is often not reduced at all because the Mato Grosso does well enough to offset losses in northeast Brazil, Bahia, and in southernmost Brazil. The big herd is usually on Argentina, which can score significant losses of both corn and soybeans. According to our climatologist, what he sees coming next year is a change to what I would consider to be the more typical La Nina pattern, with moisture returning to central Brazil and drying out in northeast Brazil and Argentina. Crops in the Mato Grosso should improve, while Argentina in particular deteriorates. The climatologist actually thinks that it could become too wet in the Mato Grosso, delaying the soybean harvest, as well as the planting of the second crop corn. The soybean harvest in the Mato Grosso will already be delayed by the late start, so a wet harvest could push it back even further. That would be something. If you want a market's opinion on how well that the COVID aid talks are going in Washington day to day, you need to pay attention to the February milk contract. The milk market has keyed off government purchases of cheese and milk for food boxes. Unless funds are restored, they will run out. February milk fell to $16 a centerweight in early December when prospects for an agreement looked bleak. Then when they rallied around the bipartisan plan with $26 billion in it for the ag sector, milk shot up to new highs to 18 That rally then fizzled with the market plunging again when the bipartisan version appeared to get dumped for a new one, with the ag portion of spending cut in half and not all of that going to the USDA for aid funding. Milk futures were disappointed, as others will be. 
The top line number near $900 billion didn't change, so the ag money went somewhere else. The dairy portion would go to reimburse producers and processors that donate milk. Tom Vilsack was CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, so they have to be very happy about his reappointment as Ag Secretary. Michael Regan was nominated by President-elect Biden to head the EPA, taking over from Andrew Wheeler. He was North Carolina's environmental regulator. I would be surprised if Smithfield Foods praises that pick. He had previous experience at EPA. This is likely better than the first name floated for the job, which was Mary Nichols, who led the California Air Resources Board. California has been no friend of ethanol, and Regan is not in the tank for big oil. Moderna's COVID vaccine was approved by the advisory board and should receive emergency approval by the FDA. It is also messenger RNA technology, but doesn't require the extreme refrigeration of the Pfizer vaccine. That makes it the likely choice to be distributed to more rural areas. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 